And we're back again. We didn't lie. It only took us two weeks to do what we said we were going to do the following week. So, hey, 2023 is off to a great start. Mitch, Matt, how are you guys doing? Ah, Living the dream. Doing good. We haven't uploaded yet, so I don't know. (laughs) Oh, that's true. I'm jinxing myself. We've got to make sure we upload before we go to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like the day before, so nobody's sniping our list. Because definitely, there was somebody last year that literally said they uh, saw our, our bat rep, Mitchell, and they were sniping the list. Because I, ex- I took the exact same Ingmar. So it was pretty funny. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you uploaded that one real that. quick. Wow. A little too okay. quick. Okay. No, to not that it matters. I'll still lose all my games. <clears throat> but no, what do we have today? So we have, this is going to be pretty cool. Uh, we've got, Obviously, an update on Vegas. Mitchell and I are going. We can do a quick rundown of lists. Um, and we just got the tournament pack, or maybe not the tournament pack. It was basically the clarification on the tournament pack uh, sent out just, I think it was either last night or the night before, with some interesting uh, points that I'm excited to talk about and think about. And, uh, are they still going to have the screwed up scoring system, or are they going to a more traditional one? They fixed it. It's win by four more VPs is a major win. Okay, so literally are, stealing the content. We're all right, fine, fine. <laughs> We're too excited. I'm like an excited listener for this one because I am not going. Yeah. So yeah, I know. Um, no, they did send out. So the scoring is, and I mean, not to throw everybody in the bus, but the scoring from last year was a little wonky because honestly, I still don't understand it. And it was publicized that it prioritized wins over any other score. And so we had, once it was all tallied, and I'm sure people have listened to our recap, but after it was all tallied, you had a bunch of people who had 30 tournament points losing and, not, and, and, go, and being ranked below people with 24, 25 tournament points. It was really bizarre. And technically, yeah. it was, I guess, how they, 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 they published Actually, it was going to be. It, just, it wasn't published that way. That was the controversy. Oh, that's why, no that's why certain remember. people were... That's why certain people were frustrated because it wasn't in the tournament pack. Certain people. Certain, I, certain I don't want to name names, with but his comment. name rhymes with Itchel, okay? And he was <laughs> freaking out. Mitchell may or may not have had the most tournament points at LVO last year and didn't second. get first. Second. Oh, no, second. 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 Okay. No, Alisher, Alisher legitimately, both the regular scoring system and the way they scored it, he got first no matter what. Because he didn't okay. take a loss. Okay, right. but Legend. regardless, uh, regardless the the podium or scoring, it will be tournament points. Then the second will be most victory points. I don't think he said the third, but I imagine it will be differential. Uh, so very standard, and it's four or more. It's not double. So it's I, old school. I do think it's interesting that they are another one then that is going back to the old TP scoring system. Uh, which per our last episode we think is going to be a trend of trying to get people to play more aggressively. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, and this is the No first... more hiding in the corner with your banner, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love how we just, we are the, we are the least bitter, most open-minded, casual players of all time. We, we don't hold a grudge at all. Never behind behind every comments like three or four painful memories of uh. you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Okay, so yeah, we can come back on that one. It'll be fun. But I want to kick this off, and I want to hand it over to you, Matt. You've got a pretty cool Escalation tournament. Uh, I think we talked about it briefly last episode, but give everybody a quick recap. And you played your first game, or maybe your first couple of games. So tell us how it's going and um, how the games went and what's, what's, what's coming up next. Yeah, it's super cool because, um, like I mentioned last time, kind of starting to get some more active players in the area and stumbled onto this group. And I think the concept is really neat for people who are trying to perhaps grow a new Middle Earth community or, more importantly, trying to get people ready to dive into the competitive scene. So this Escalation League is kind of like a nice in-between for folks getting ready to jump in. So the concept is you sign up for the league um, and you have to submit a list to start. And every month, your list escalates by 200 points. But you have to keep 50% of what was in your original army list every time it escalates. So you don't have to keep all of it, but 50% of your points. And the cool thing is, is it's not held like on a single day at a single venue. You can play anybody uh, in the league as many times as you want. Uh, in a month, but you can only keep one score. And once you have submitted a score against a person, it can't be submitted in a future month. So it kind of lets you, if you have a bad game, you can just shake it off, play another game, um, and keep your best score. But let's say I played against Mitchell, and that's the score I submitted. For the rest of the league event, I cannot submit another score against Mitchell. Uh, okay, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, can you just not submit a score at that level? But basically, once you play a player and submit the score, you've got to go play a different player. So it encourages you to, to not keep beating up on Mitchell, you know, getting those major victories. You've got to go find somebody else, a little higher quality, more competitive. <laughs> I like how <laughs> in this theoretical world we're all assuming I beat Mitchell. I like this what, happy land. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> The death darts that were coming through the screen right there. Mitchell's face was like sullen. I think isn't the only one with a black dart. <laughs> that's great. Okay, keep going. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the concept in general. Pretty straightforward. And I just think it's nice for anybody who's trying to, like, maybe you've got a few people uh, who are playing actively, but they're a little, little bit worried to go to a tournament or try that. It's a, it's a nice in-between. And I think it gets people excited. So major props to the guy that started it. Um, I think he's doing a really good job. And this is my first uh, event that I've participated in theirs. Um, so I played two games. Um, it's at the 400 point level. So, it's, you know, pretty small armies right now. Uh, end of the month, we'll go to 600 points. But, of course, I think I told everybody I'm playing Last Alliance. Going to be pretty consistent this year. Um, so my list is uh, Isildur with uh, six dudes with spear and shield uh, Sildur's on a horse and then I've got a high elf captain all kitted out on a horse with all of his war gear I think the only thing I didn't put on him was a bow uh, and I've maxed out archers in the high elf captain's war band and uh, anybody who's not an archer is equipped with a spear and a shield so at low points I'm paying extra for too many spears but I like the versatility that it provides for me to be able to put uh, either Numenor on the front line if I'm facing strength two bows or Rivendell on the front line if I'm facing strength three bows. And it also allows me 
to uh, if if I'm not worried about losing models, I can put the archers on the front line uh, and have them backed up by spears, depending on what happens. So uh, anyway, so uh, ironically, I played two games. Both of them were against newer players. Uh, first game I won, really fun game. Second game I lost, and it was funny because it was I was playing Iron Hills. And it was just a single warband from Dane, and I I was feeling really good Uh-oh. about this actually because I was like uh, this. I mean, I gave away the end, I lose, but uh, I was feeling really good because I was outpacing in kill count, uh, and it got to the point where I was ready to deal with Dane, and I had priority, and I took to Isildur, I dismounted him. And I ran into Dane, uh, put put the ring on before I did it. So Dane's half fight value is halved. I put like four guys in on Dane, so Dane's trapped. Um, and uh, proceeded to roll like a three high. But that's okay, Isildur's tough. Dane wasn't on the charge, so we only put three wounds on Isildur. I faded one of them. So Isildur is sitting on one wound. And uh, I battle through it, I think like two turns later. I had the same scenario where Dane was out of might, uh, couldn't do anything, and I was I had Dane all trapped with just room for the ring to Sildor to scooch in on Dane. And oh, I was no. like, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, I was like, I got this wrapped up. I don't want Dane to have a chance of getting his banner effect. So what I will do is I will put a Sildor into the banner and then heroic combat in, kill the banner, and then heroic combat into Dane. Uh, to finish Dane off. And the guy looked at me when I did it, and I'm like, eh, you know, he's probably just feeling the pressure of my superior tactics. I call my hero <laughs> combat, and of course, boys, what did I forget about? <laughs> something Master called of battle. Battle of, battle Master, Master of Battle. So Dane, uh, so I think Dane had three people on him and three spear support, so he's only touching three. So of course, he got the Master of Battle. I immediately panicked. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Oh, well, he won't get it. He rolled his four plus, gets it. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'll win the roll off. Lost the roll off. And I'm like, oh, well, Dane only has three dice. He can't kill all of them. Dane killed all of them and then charged into Isildur, who had the ring. He passed his courage test. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, his fight values halved. <laughs> I rolled a four, lost the fight, Sildor <laughs> dies. And then Dane, who's keeping his broken army fearless, proceeds to kill every single model I have on the board before we can <laughs> for the game to end, and I was tabled. So, <laughs> you know, and, I, and that's that's probably not exactly how it went, so if my, my good opponent is listening and I messed up some details, but that's the gist with the major influxes with what happened between Dane and Isildur, all the rest is probably I messed up a little bit, but Anyways, it's always Master good to be every once in a while. Murphy's Master of Battle is such a good special rule. And 4 yeah. plus is 50-50. Who else has the automatic? It's um, Isn't it Azog and... Azog, Gothmog? if you're getting the army bonus, then Gothmog. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Master of Battle is, is so difficult to deal with. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it is. It was kind of funny because the guy was playing. He's like, because I told him, I was like, oh, I love Iron Hills. It's like one of my go-to armies. And then afterwards, he's like, how can you forget about Dane's Master of Battle? I thought you played this army. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you're like, did I mention this is my first game ever? Like, I'm brand new to that. I'm brand new. Yeah, but it's good. It's good. So, um, 
anyways, I'm really enjoying that. And I honestly, I like the fact that every week, I think the benefit that I didn't mention is every week people are scrambling to get games in because even if they won, they're trying to see if they can get a better victory. So like on the, on the discord server, I look and there's like 15 or 20 requests for people wanting to play games every Thursday, Friday, which is awesome. So it really amps up interest. That's really cool. So I, you said you won your first game, not that you had to go into super detail, but um, what, what were you playing up against? Did it go well or did you just squeak it out? Uh, it went really well. Um, I was playing a really nice guy. It was actually his first game of Middle Earth SBG ever, uh, I think is how it went down. So he, learning the mechanics. Um, and I, I think that's actually a great thing is when you're when you're trying to I don't know, this this is a good discussion for us on when you're playing brand new people to the game in an event like this. I mean, what do you do? Do you are you a gentleman? And I purposely always think that, you know, I learned so well from having you and Mitchell beat the <laughs> crap out of me to start with that I'm like, the best way to learn is twelve oh losses. Uh, so, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I've also, you know, played a lot of new guys in the last five years that I've never seen around the table again. So maybe that's not that's bad. I don't know, but anyways, um, you know, you never want to push people away from the game, but you also don't want to be patronizing. So that's an interesting thing, but it was a fun, it was a, certainly a fun game. I, I can't remember. I think it was a 10 zero win. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just to give you the reason it was so lopsided is he would, my opponent was playing all mounted Rohan. It was riders of Theoden and the, uh, the board allowed me to trap them in a choke point so he could never uh, riders out uh and also could never bring his whole army to bear so every horse that was charging had two guys and his two spear supports up against it so it was really not a favorable terrain for a cavalry army got it oh that makes sense i i hear you on the whole like how do you play somebody that's a little bit newer but i think this is since you have so much leeway you know, if it's a single day tournament, nobody cares. They just like, you know, give me your best. But if, if it's a community event where people are getting to learn and they can play unlimited games to learn from their mistakes, I say go all out, have a good time and, and don't don't try to aha them, but maybe don't spend the entire game reminding them of they probably want to call a heroic move. You probably want to do this. You probably want to do this. Just play it straight up, have a good time and and then they'll they'll take that into the next game because there's really no loss it's only exactly good for them exactly so there was a lot of talking and me explaining hey this is how this works you probably want to do that by the way don't forget your banner so certainly a friendly friendly thing which i think is better and the, the other cool thing is when you're doing something like that that's i think i've played now what i took last alliance to a three-game tournament, and then I played it once against you, Marcus. So I've had four games of Last Alliance. So this is a brand new army for me that I'm I still really don't know how it works. So that's also helpful to go into stuff like this. It's not like I'm playing Army of Thoror. Yeah, I I am very interested as we go, you know, through the next couple of months and you wrap up this event because you're getting a decent amount of games in as well, which is really cool. I'm interested to see how the Last Alliance does because, popular opinion on the street, Last Alliance has a lot of drawbacks. Obviously, they have the amazing heroes, some of the best in the game, but nobody ever takes the army. 
because they either they cannot find a balance between two elite or army bonus you know shenanigans don't really work like there's always a drawback where people at least everybody i talk to or everybody i see playing they opt for something else because they just they can't make it work so as you build up 400 600 800 i know you told me offline matt you're, you're taking the smaller heroes up until are you taking all the smaller heroes all the way up to 800 uh no when i go uh for portland i'm going to take all the smaller heroes up to 800 but for this one as soon as i cross into 800 i'm going to start taking a lindel got it okay uh, I, I intend to keep the mounted captain the whole time just to get a lindel into the fight quickly against archery i want that march on the horse yeah i think that's really also cool because it not only you said this is a brand new army for you but i can't think of a better way to learn an army than to learn every profile and every character and as you escalate yes. swap things in and out and try what things you like yes. what things you don't you're getting a lot of games and a lot of experience but forcing you to try a lot of different combinations so i can't think of a better way to learn it that's the true beauty and so i kind of hope i start that. seeing more of these escalation leagues pop up because it lets people play around with stuff like that i think it's a super cool concept i'd be curious would you guys ever think about running something like that out where you are an escalation oh, know, sure. maybe that might be something cool <clears throat> there's such a rich like i'll say rich community of people that play really regularly i, I it wouldn't be hard for somebody who's already playing a game to say okay this one let's count it yeah there's just there's so many games that happen on a regular basis uh Absolutely. and mitch your i think your point is profound almost uh how many armies do you play where you have one variation mm -hmm. and you play it you get your butt smacked and you're like man i just can't make it work and we've talked a long time ago we talked about you've got to play an army 10 times to really feel get a feel for it what's the strength what's the weak how does it play because every army is technically good if you're if you're struggling it's just you're not figuring it out right i think the majority of people's problems they don't play half the profiles they take the top hero then they take a captain they fill it out with warriors and the only variation is how many warriors versus elites do i take Where, but if you take every single hero and you pair those heroes together the synergy is like it's really cool i like it mm -hmm. Hey, one other I thing mean, on the Last Alliance, I've never seen this because I've never played elves. I, I've always been an elf hater. But uh, having a fight six captain with plus one to wound, I mean, the <laughs> captain's actually legit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, yes. very legit. He bullies He's like Rohan heroes. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Or evil heroes in general. Yeah. Well, wait till you, Matt, wait till you get to the point where you're finding variations because the elves have a fight six warriors. And so when you when you get to those variations, whether it's Lothlorien palace guards or if it's you know uh, Gilglad's high Kingsguard, Gilglad's Kingsguard, that's what it's called. Uh, <clears throat> having fight six warriors is stupid. Fight six warriors with elephant weapons, <laughs> it is stupid. It's stupid I hope I, I love it. Just just a secret hope. I hope to see ten or fifteen elf lists at LVO. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'll bet you do, Mitchell. Mitchell's like, everybody else are awesome. Bring them. <laughs> Bring elves, everybody. They're you guys, like, they are you guys suck. You want to kick the joking. Dragon Emperor's ass? Bring elves. 
<laughs> That's just a little preview, dear listener, for what might come at the end of the episode. But we're getting back on agenda. Yes. <laughs> uh, the one hero, Matt, I'm rooting for you to take. I know you, you're not going to take it. He's not on your, your top three yet. Arrestor. And I say this because I was re-reminded how cool of a hero he is. Because Mitchell, I think it was Mitchell, I can't remember who did it, did a small event last year in Seattle. It was four or 500 points. I can't even remember. And I took Arrestor as my smaller elf hero with a sealed door. I was also running Last Alliance. Super fun. That dude is amazing. The versatility, the utility, it's crazy. You don't expect it. I had so much fun running Arrestor. Once I found out he gets the rerolls on the throwing weapons as well, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to change my opinion on him. Because that, I mean, if you're on hits to three, rerolling wounds mm-hmm. on a throwing weapon, man, that's... He's, he's as reliable to me as um, uh, Elfhelm, with the, the throwing spear dude. Like, that's the guy, okay, I really need to kill this guy because you're trying to body block me, or yep. this is a really yep. critical hit. Like he he has the same utility as Elfhelm in that mind. Hundred yeah. percent. Someday after I play, I think that'd be something I'd like to talk with you guys on this podcast, though, about last alliance list building because I do definitely see the reason people get frustrated. There's so much potential, but you're always hemmed in by the points more so than any other combo I have played with up to this point. <clears throat> yeah, yeah that's very difficult. Yeah. And I'm used to that with Iron Hills being low model count, but Iron Hills don't die. And Last yeah. Alliance can start dying quickly. Yeah, it, it's very hard because you want these ultra mega heroes because they synergize well. You know, you have a, a really fast breaking point. So then you're like, okay, I'll kind of do like a half and half, but then you don't get the synergies. Okay, I'll do an all low model count uh, or low hero profiles, but maximum model count. And you don't have the same like hitting power, it seems like. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a weird dynamic. I'm willing to put up with all of this, though, because I hate Angmar so much that I will lose 20 games <laughs> just to see the look in Angmar's face when I plop Glorfindel and Elendil down. Be like, bring it. <laughs> By the way, I've got cured in. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, so, come at me, bro. <laughs> I feel like I want to take us back to when Matt was learning the game. I feel like there might have been over indexing on Angmar as his, his number one opponent. <laughs> he came with a new list every time. Okay, I got a different army. Aragorn. Nope, Aragorn doesn't work. Dwarves. Nope, dwarves don't work. There's so many. Rohan. Rohan definitely I, doesn't work. <laughs> I was just having this conversation with uh, Richard, though, yesterday, because I was talking about when Matt was learning this game, and Marcus and I were like, okay, we've got to kick his ass. You know, he's getting a little cocky. So we started kicking his ass. And I'll never forget, though, the day Matt showed up with his Corsairs. And Matt's like, Marcus, I want to play your Angmar. I want you to bring it 100%. And I came in like halfway through the game, and Marcus is losing. And I, I'm looking at Marcus. He goes, yeah, I'm really trying, but don't let him know that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and I, I killed that stupid freaking flying bat of Angmar. <laughs> that, was like, that was like the penultimate accomplishment. Gulivar went down. Yes. <laughs> Good times. Well, yeah, we're. It'll be exciting to follow this along. You said your your uh, league escalates to the next level at the end of this month. Uh, yeah, so just a few days. And so, okay, so February will be at six hundred points. What? Uh, give us just a quick flavor. What hero combination are you taking for the six hundred? Still a Sildor? Yeah, I still think a Sildor. Uh, I still think uh, the captain. 
I'm going to add uh, Mr. I, now, I, this is, I don't know. I was going to add Kirdan, but I think with the way the league's shaping up, it might be more fun to add a Restore and a few more Warriors because I've got room in everybody's Warbands. I could just max out the Captain and Isildur's Warbands, and I've come pretty close to the points level, but I think 80 points on a Restore or Kirdan, uh, Kirdan and six more Warriors pretty much will do it. <clears throat> That'd be fun. I would. You should just think for a second about maxing out just the two hero warbands, but bring a ton of Rivendell knights with your captain. That'd be that sweet. would be fun. I think. Ooh. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. I don't know how you would be able to do that with bow limits and stuff, but I, I've got I've got maxed out my archers. Um, so you could just sub the archers for Rivendell knights. Yeah, be, that would be fun. Tell me, look, like I don't know if the points would work. Yeah, I'll actually, uh, I'll actually play around because that would be super fun just to get some mobility. Yeah. Uh, five points of might at 600 seems a little low, especially if you're going cab heavy. So that's, yeah. that's something to think about. But You have such good Definitely. shooting. Rivendell Knights, because they can move fast. And you, you're not really giving up the board deployment. I think it would be interesting. Because, again, a lot of times that Rivendell Army bonus sucks because you're stuck in a corner trying to use it. Rivendell Knights, they can use it and then move 10 inches. They're basically redeploying to the other side of the board. And you can, I, I don't know, think about it. Think about it. If you do that, um, give your captain the bow. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. give him the bow. You know, one thing I've never been able to figure out about an expert rider. So you get your shield bonus on the horse, but then when you dismount, all of a sudden they forget how to use their shield and how to hold a bow. That rule yep. makes no sense. Yep. So I've got defense six guys and then. Oh, wait, we're not on a horse. What is the shield I'm holding? <laughs> yes. Do you know how many people uh, actually don't play that right? <laughs> they dismount yep. their Rivendell Knight for a sword and sword and board. It's like, yep. no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Or Riders of Rohan. How often do you see yeah. Riders of Rohan being used as defense four once they get dismounted? Never. Yeah, never. Well, never. I do. <laughs> well. I have dismounts for it. But yes, you're right. <clears throat> yeah, it's a... The encumbered, no, it's not encumbered. It's just cumbered. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, encumbered. In encumbered. 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 Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, that's that's a little known. Uh, we so yeah. Just to go down a rabbit hole in the Spokane League, uh, league group, a lot of newer players. It actually was a, a question that came up. Everybody's looking into it. The rules for shields on horses. <clears throat> it's it can get kind of crazy when you think about are you an expert rider do you get your shield bonus yes or no you have a bow you go to foot like there's a lot of variable variability and i was reminded of the the, the easterlings better special rule with cataphracts and how nice that is to be able to shield on a horse yeah I don't uh it's they don't... shield wall not shield shield wall shield wall, shield yeah. wall that's what it is yeah. like <clears throat> Wait, so am I thinking about the wrong model then? Is there any model that can shield on a horse? I do not, not know of one. Not that I'm... I'm just thinking of a shield wall then. Yes. <clears throat> but still, it's it's a little... Still, bit D6 though. horses. D6 horses is nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so the complete rabbit trail. Um, it's funny because rules as written, it says your defense is what is in the profile if all the war gear comes naturally. So a rider of Rohan shows d5 mm -hmm. and the shield is included mm -hmm. and you cannot purchase them without a horse mm -hmm. 
They have yeah. the expert rider rule. Yes. So do you take them down to D4 when dismounted? Yes. <clears throat> yes. Because they have a I shield Lertz, and a bow. Lertz, I think Lurtz is also a good example of this rule and concept. Because but Lurtz shows D6. He doesn't get the credit for it. With a shield, but his legendary legion, when they say he throws a shield, it's that there's an FAQ that says does his defense. Or is either like a specific clarification or an FAQ that says does his defense go down? And the answer is no, because his defense was already down. Because yeah, he has a bow. Yes, yes, right. <clears throat> okay. So I think Lurtz is a good um, a good use case there. Yeah, That's a good example, Marcus. Good example. I may, Every I may once in a while, a boy genius comes up with something. He, he, you must have been talking to Mitchell a lot the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but no, I serious note, what we our main topic tonight, because I, and thanks for the update, Matt. It, we'll make sure we include those um, at the beginnings going forward. But our main topic tonight, and I'm excited to talk, I'm excited to dive into it, is what is the meta or meta chasing? right now not that we like traditionally meta chase a lot but it's it's been very interesting and i i think personally it's more interesting um, than i was expecting because matt you shared a podcast episode with me about somebody else kind of talking about a similar concept and their their premise was how the world of middle earth is changing because lady of light isn't as popular anymore and it was it was interesting i don't agree with a lot of it for things i'm sure we'll get into now but that's the topic. I, I'll pass it off kind of up into the, the round table. What do you guys, what are your guys' opinions on the meta as it stands right now in January 2023? Well, first, I think uh, let's just give a shout out to people who don't know. The podcast was North of the Shire. Um, I just started Good listening call. to it. So I've been into like maybe four episodes and I'm enjoying it, but, uh, that's, that's where that topic of the lady yep. of light Good came call. from. He does, he does. They do listen to our podcast because Don keeps messaging me. So oh, okay. I, do, I, I do listen to their podcast as well, but, uh, yeah, they, they do pay, they do listen. So be careful what you say. Well, I was, I was, <laughs> was going to say super enjoying it. Um, but I, I hadn't discovered it. I was just, it actually showed up on my Apple podcast as uh, you should listen to this. So that's it, it's actually, it. it's actually really refreshing. I, um, I really enjoy it because they have a, a nice take on things. Um, they don't um, say like the, what everybody else is mainstreaming. So they kind of go off on their own kind of path, which is really, really nice and, and fresh. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I guess I'll go first. My take on the meta right now is that uh, it seems like Horde is in. So lots of models. And I, I'm trying to think through this and not just steal content from the other show, but I do think if you look at who we used to bring that nerfed shooting, Kirdan, over the last few years, you hardly see him anymore. Because to pay 80 points and only be able to bring six people in his warband is really tough. Still worth mm -hmm. it, in my opinion. Lady of Light is no longer a viable option. Uh, so what does that leave you for reliable blinding light? Lothlorien, if you're willing to bring Galadriel. Uh, I think you can still do Shadow Lord. You can still do Gandalf the White, but he's tough. Gandalf the Grey. So there's really not a, a lot of options to take out mass shooting anymore. 
other than bring a lot of bodies yourself so that losing a few to wounds doesn't matter. So hordes are in, and I think big heroes, conversely, are uh, going down because if you bring really, really big heroes, you can't bring a lot of warriors a lot of times. Pal of darkness on the evil side, but yeah, I get your point. Yeah, Shadow Lord. I think I did mention him. Very interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, it's hard to say where it's going because we're also getting new stuff as well. Not just new updates, but new stuff. So I can only, I can only pull from my experiences of Nova and Clash. Those are the two biggest events I've been to in the last six months, and I'm seeing a lot of assault on Lothlorien and a few Easterlings emperors, uh, me being one of them, uh, not as many, uh, not nearly as many as assault on Lothlorien's. Um, but I'm also seeing like mass hunter orcs, which also plays mm -hmm. into what Matt's saying. So I kind of, I'm, I'm getting what Matt's saying here is there's a lot of low courage armies, lots of shooting, lots of model count, like the high output of attacks or, you know, Strength four, even I guess, but the hunter orcs, the assault on Lothlorien, uh, that kind of plays really, really heavily into that. Oh, guys, I have a very different perspective. Maybe I'm just full of it, but <clears throat> I think uh, I think we are in the golden age of this game because Lady of Light is gone. And I'll say this for uh, I think three reasons, but if I can only come up with two, I'm going to change it to two. <clears throat> when Lady of Light was popular and Kyrdan were popular. And we had, I think, I don't know if this was local bias or it seemed like there were several um, big pushes to make sure we really were at 33% terrain on tables. When you factor all those things in, 100% agree. The shooting aspect of this game, complete garbage. Not reliable, you could not consistently count on it. Too many times you're paying for points you're paying or you're investing in models to shoot and it's just it's not viable because you're going to crack your you're going to crack your meta like are your guys going to be lower defense they're going to be out of position you're giving up board control and we have amazing shooting armies even Rangers corsairs would struggle those i mean yep. yeah you're Corsair. throwing 30 throwing weapons but you only hit on a six so <clears throat> oh and i should i should clarify I, i'll get to throwing weapons so i'm specifically talking about bow armies or just the armies that are leveraging bow or crossbow or non-throwing weapons. Uh, yeah, really struggle. So uh, Rangers of Athelion, and I, even though they have you know, to buy all the heroes, Corsairs, they're high shooting. Harad, Harad struggled um, to find consistent value. What are some, sorry, what are the other, Urukai crossbows? And I say that because I played Urukai crossbows a lot. Super frustrating. Because you also have the the aspect of with terrain, you duck around and then you make the crossbows move, and that foregoes an entire turn of shooting. Like there's just so many ways you can manipulate it. Rivendell, uh, that's another one I played a lot and played against a lot. The shooting was garbage. Like rarely did it ever pay off. And I, I'm say garbage. Like maybe you get a model kill or two, but I sacrifice. Let's just be generous. I let's I sacrifice one model a turn of shooting, maybe two. And I have complete board control, and you're in a really bad position. And I'm just going to take that game. So I, yeah. I think shooting was original completely... Dale before the Legendary Legion. Yep. 
and I'm sure that I'm sure I'm blanking on 15 armies that people people will be thinking about. But again, shooting completely gone. And I say that because I went almost two years straight without ever having a single bow in my list. And I was winning more than 50% of my games. Not like I was getting my butt smacked all the time. Like I was I was winning more than I was losing, and I did not take a bow for two years. Which kind of sucks because you're basically ignoring the entire facet of the game. So I think having Lady of Light gone, having Kirdan, a smaller tier hero, so he can't bring as many warriors, which makes people panic with how do you build an army that's big enough, you know, right? I think it's interesting because you're finally seeing armies that otherwise, you know, they they had a, a big advantage because of shooting. They're now able to be on the table, like Mitchell Hunter Orcs. Hunter Orcs, awesome models, super great. But um, and what's the version? Is it literally Azog's Hunters where they have they come with the bow? Uh, yeah, you can take Hunter Orcs with those. Yeah, and and they get their shoot improved if you keep the army bonus in that army gets wrecked when you go against other shooting armies though so it's almost like every army that benefits from shooting also has a natural counter which is shoot so uh and again our armies that have throwing weapons like rohan always got out of this because they had throwing spears so you can invest a point in a model like every model came with a bow so you can invest a point but you're still like it doesn't really mess with them in my opinion so there were some armies that that more times than not, because they had the throwing weapons too, they were still still, you know, potent. But yeah, I think it's there's there's so many new aspects that I never thought about, and I'm seeing so many different armies that I never saw before. And I think it's because people are thinking about shooting. I wonder also too if we're we talked about this on one of our earlier episodes, but there is another change that happened, and we predicted that it would cause more uh, horde armies to be popular in shooting armies, and that's the new six scenarios in the match play guide. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing very, very uh, more fresh scenarios, but it definitely is maneuvering scenarios. It definitely pays off to have more numbers, more mobility, and to be able to utilize some range at the same time. Yeah, that's a good point. Which is another reason that I'm not a fan of where it's going because I like playing dwarves and it seems like, you know, you can hoard out your dwarves, but they never move quickly. So it's becoming harder and harder to make dwarves good yeah the i was thinking about those new scenarios mitchell though not only um you said maneuvering i was going to say divide and conquer is such a freaking wild card because i think uh, the way i used to build this like if i was going to go no shooting elite i wouldn't have that many warbands and divide and conquer is like the concept of having your force split and you can't it's very difficult to choose how it is split uh, that's also another aspect where you you get penalized for having imbalance in your heroes and your warbands so again old school the first 12 i would never get penalized for having again i'm just making something up um, Durin and all Hearthguard or Gilgalad and all Kingsguard, like there would be one crazy warband of 18, 19 models. And it never really was a a problem because with deployment, I would just kind of intertwine my characters. And now you're seeing scenarios that favor. um, So more Maelstrom and Divide and Conquer kind of doubles up on the concept of you have to have a much more, you have to pay much more attention to balance because if you don't, you're going to get jumped on. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, something I was thinking about, Matt, when you were talking, though, define Ford. So you're saying more Ford. What does that look like? Again, let's just pick up 800 points. What models count would you Assault say on goes Orient. into? 60s. So that's a lot. Yeah, but I've got a classical definition of Horde that's probably not great. But I mean, I think most everybody uses the rule of divide your points level by 20. So at 800 points, you should be rocking 40 guys. Um, Anything less than that is trending elite. Anything more of that is trending horde. So clearly 41 is not a horde, but 50 is, in my opinion, uh, going that direction. So, I mean, I don't know how to exactly answer it, but I, I think once you're above 50, you've got to start saying you're you're kind of going horde mode at 800 points. Yeah, I agree with that. 60 is a lot, but I wouldn't penalize. Like, again, anything in the 50s, when you have ten models, so let's say you have fifty models, I have forty models. If you, we can't, if I can't manipulate how we engage, if we just straight up engaged, having ten models to wrap around, or I have to eat through ten models before we're basically rolling one dice versus one dice, that is tough. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do think there's a just to kind of think about this. There was a day before this happened that Lurtz's scouts could not have been viable. And now, just the way this is all going through, Marcus, you found out that just don't care if you can't fight in ranks. Just having that insane mobility and the scenario pool the way it is, that the threat to run around or wrap around mm-hmm. and flank. And the lack of blinding light. Well, and quite <laughs> frankly, making all those scouts that aren't going to have spear supports have to charge if you're, you're charging into a terrifying Kirdan or something like that, I mean... Elves would have just wiped you clean. And now elves, I mean, anybody who took Rivendell was taking Kyrdan, and they would have loved to have seen Lurtz's scouts back then because they're going to put up yeah. tear, they're going to bubble up, and they're going to destroy you. Now, uh, I think the standard Rivendell player would dread seeing Lurtz's scouts. Because Absolutely. They, they can't get in a shooting war with you. You're going to outshoot them, and they can't fight you in ranks. And even if they do have Kyrdan in a pure Rivendell, which is which is I still see it from time to time. The scenario dictates that they can't bubble up most of the time now. Exactly. That's a really good point. <clears throat> it's spot on, Matt. But the one thing I still have to watch out for, and I got my butt smacked, was Thranduil with the crown because he can put up or dismay. And it was the same concept. Yep. <clears throat> I struggled a ton. You fail so many courage tests. Mm-hmm. And not having spear supports, you start to stack up on each other. So, yeah. Aura of Dismay sucks. Uh, again, now I really only have to worry about Thranduil bringing that. Uh, I played against a ton of terrifying armies, either Army of the Dead or uh, Angmar, or I'm just I'm running out of who is terrifying. Not that big of a deal because, again, I have the ability to shoot or have the ability to outmaneuver. It's that Aura of Dismay bubble totally sucks. So what what do you guys think uh, is going to be popular? So uh, again, FAQ is coming out here in actually just a couple of days. I my bet I'm I'm doubling down. I don't think there's going to be any FAQ to assault on the Florian that materially changes the rules of the legendary legion. That's my hot take. But what do you guys besides assault on the Florian? What do you guys think is going to be super prominent in 2023? 
Well, I think we're going to see another of my little brothers redefine what is considered a good army. Since Marcus, you did it last year. I think Mitchell's about to do that. Uh, so I think uh, Mitchell's new army, which he's going to talk about later, is going to become popular once people start seeing what what he does at LVO. Um, I also... I told you guys this. I don't think we recorded an episode after, so this hot take hasn't been out here. But uh, normal dwarves like Iron Hills, uh, Kaza Doom, I think are going to continue to shrink because of the scenarios. But I personally believe that with all the assault on Lothlorien, and we've talked about this, that Army of Thror is going to become meta because you bring numbers, you can bring March so they can move around, and with all the throwing weapons and the high defense and the high fight, uh, I've played Assault on Lothlorien five times in the, since they came out. I've lost once to them. Every other time I was playing Pure Thror and you just stomp them. Uh, so I think you're going to see Army of Thror make a comeback. If uh, Assault on Lothlorien continues to be popular. Yes, if Assault on Lothlorien gets nerfed, that's the only reason I was playing it in its pure form. Uh, I would go back to a mix of Iron Hills, Thror, or something like that. But Well, and I don't even know if it'll necessarily take a nerf, because I'm with Marcus. I don't think it'll get nerfed, um, even though I think it's the best Legendary Legion to come out of the last supplement. Um, I don't think it'll get nerfed, but I think some people are moving away from it, because it doesn't... I mean, there's people that absolutely know uh, how it works. I would, I would say uh, Richard Lynn on Into the West podcast. He's probably he knows how to play that because he was telling me he has yet to lose with it. He's played over 16 games with it, so I would mm -hmm. say he knows how it works. Um, but there's some people who I don't know they they they're getting bored of it. I almost want to say, or because it's close games and it's really 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 like a mental battle, they almost want to go to something else. I don't know. So. And I don't see it still winning tournaments. I don't know. Do you guys see it winning? No. And I think people who know how it works are going to leave it because it gets too many minor wins. Hmm. That could be. I, I am going to, again, we talked about this last time, but I'm again going to say that my prediction is it will get nerfed just in the way the night uh, rule doesn't affect cave dwellers. I think cave dwellers are going to suffer a plus one to wound, just like everybody else. Hmm. That would be absolutely absolutely crippling for that army because i don't think i don't think anybody's super scared of the actual shooting goblin shooting is bad and again i, I don't remember how many time i played the army but i've never lost more than a model or two to the goblin shooting it's the prowler throwing axes that oh, suck that's very fair and when you are into the um when you are into that 12 inch you can start targeting back <clears throat> if i can because the way I think about it is essentially the armies I take, anytime I want to fight, I have a 50-50 chance or better to kill your model. And that's insane because you also have the fight value advantage. So you're winning more fights and you have almost a, a coin flip chance of killing the model. They go down so fast. If you can increase how many models they lose to throwing weapons too, holy cow, Rohan versus Assault on Thorian, they're there in a flash and they have the throwing spears going crazy. But there's so many armies that are going to rack up the kill counts like never seen before. I still would take Assault on Lothorian versus Rohan. I don't know. If I was playing Rohan and I was facing Assault, I'd be like, oh my gosh, please don't be a 12-inch deployment. You know, <laughs> I, I'd get wrecked. I don't care how fast I move. I'm going to get wrecked. 
it'll be interesting. That'll be a fun one to see. <clears throat> so, but I don't think we answered the question though. How many, like what armies do you guys think you're, you're going to see? So army of Thror, pure, what else? Helm's Guard is going to go crazy. And it, this whole thing about it can only work at very low points is ridiculous. That's going to come about. Um, you're going to start seeing that at 600, 700 points with just Royal Guard spam with throwing weapons. Mm. Let's let's talk on that one because I uh, we were talking offline again. I didn't realize people were doubling down on Helm's Guard, but essentially an all foot Helm's Guard. Like you give up on trying to be mobile. And yeah. Lean into lean into the throwing weapons, the spear support, essentially turning into a Defenders of Helm's Deep style army. How they build that is mostly infantry, but you have an incredible hero that is just a might factory. That's one thing that I've got to give the Australians credit for. I did, never thought of that build. But when you build it with Outriders and Royal Guards, so the Outriders go sit on objectives and they're still shooting, the Royal Guard have 8-inch throwing weapons, everybody's fearless, bodyguarding helm. Um, it wow. gets you into a higher points tier, and it just plays in such a different way uh, than what I was doing. And I liked Helm's Guard at 600. I thought that was its cap. But when you play it with just the Royal Guard, it can go above six just fine. And it won an Australian major tournament that way, too. What was that, guys? Was that a 700-point tournament, that big one that they just took it? I don't know. I don't I It don't was the Conquest the Creations was. tournament that they took. Hmm. Oh. I don't remember seeing... I don't remember seeing the points level, but uh, the model count, that's what struck me is. The model count is, when you, again, what's Rohan? Uh, Rohan Royal Guard is what, 11 D points, 10 points? Uh, it's 10, so with a throwing spear would be 12, I think. So your elite troops are 12 points, but you can spam yeah. out with 7.8 point warriors, and your heroes are not expensive, because after Helm, the only hero you can take in the Legendary Legion is what? A archer, a king's huntsman. huntsman. Yeah, and those are super budget heroes. So you you can get. We're talking about horde. You can definitely be in the higher numbers. But again, to your point, Matt, you've got D six. Your fight four. Your throwing eight inch throwing weapons. Rohan's got some of the best throwing weapons in the game. Yep. Uh, you're fearless. If there's just so many things that start to compound, it's like, oh wait, we have the model count advantage now. That's crazy and to me. And you've got like this unending might battery that's capable of calling a move and a combat every turn without expending his charge. And what what I, most people forget about is his fight bubble. They don't have to charge to get Helm's fight bubble. It's, it's just huge. a static bubble. Yeah, he's, so, it's just a fight five battle line. Yeah, so yeah. You, you miss the roll off. Who cares? Yeah. that's Sorry, that's the other thing I wasn't thinking about because when you are not on Calvary your heroic moves turn into just throwing you double the amount of your throwing weapons because I'm, I'm rounded here you have double the models because you're not on horses and your heroic moves every turn turn mm. into how many more throwing weapons you get per game it's insane like the amount of times it compounds on itself in the positive and i never thought about it it's like wow that's really cool yeah I, the mm. mass throwing weapons is definitely good i i've seen what it can do just with theodred's guard and uh, yeah, if you can get numbers behind it, like what you guys are saying, it, it definitely does work. Yeah, so the build is 33% Outriders, the rest Royal Guard, Helm, and however many small heroes you need to bring the numbers. Wow. I'd be curious about that. That's kind of, that's, that's very interesting. It's not what I was thinking of. 
you know, it's complete opposite. But I mean, I, I I also thought it was really funny to see them winning tournaments when you hear all these people talking about how Helmsgard can't play above 500. It's like and it's uh, better start looking at what's going on in the world. Yeah, no kidding. Also, like when people say Lothorian is not competitive at all and it wins the world championship. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I I go into um, I think I said this before several times. Every single army in the book is competitive. You just don't know how it works. And if you're struggling, and people are going to come ruffians? Out, ruffians. Yeah, exactly. You. <laughs> Go with me. Like, there's, there's so many things that we just haven't either played because you don't have the time. Like, if you had the ability to play 100 games a day, I'm sure you'd start finding all these weird synergies. <clears throat> so I love it when people actually invest the time and really try to figure it out. I'm excited about the last Alliance. Mitchell, I'm excited about the list that you got coming up. The Australians figuring out Helm. Like, I literally didn't hear a single person talk about Helm above 600. And it's so dismissive, too. And, and the, you're going to say this is anecdotal, but it's, no, it's literally every person you talk to in the hobby, which isn't a, isn't a lot. Like, there's not a lot of us. <laughs> there are dozens. Um, mm-hmm. But every single one of them batches bash, on it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, when I thought of your question, Marcus, I was trying to think of like what I'm seeing lately. And what I what I see right now is a lot of people responding to what's new. So I see a lot of people either building against Assault on a Florian, like myself, or people building against the Emperor. Um, I see the Emperor now pretty consistently, at least one or two per tournament. Um, I'm also seeing people bring Minas Tirith back, Boromir with the banner. So... Mm-hmm what what's what's the theme there they're they're trying to bring a fight five banner block to match and i'm seeing the remember the the days with the all uh fountain court guard so you're getting the yeah. d7 it's slightly better than the emperor i'm seeing seeing that uh so what i'm predicting for next year is actually kind of the reverse of what we talked about a little bit it's not horde but it's elves and i'm 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 predicting that we're going to see a lot more elves because one thing as an Easterling player, I would hate to do is I've got this fight five pipe block. It's awesome. I'd hate to see fight six elves with elven blades everywhere. Um, that, that, so I'm kind of predicting that I'm, we would see um, Lothlorien and Rivendell and even Mirkwood become more popular again. Ooh, Mirkwood. I was with you on the elves. I haven't thought about Mirkwood. I'll have to think about that. Is I was it Mirkwood say... elves or denizens? Uh, no, Mirkwood elves. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, Mirkwood Elves. Right. So because they bring what you talked about, the counter to the Horde, they have the Aura of Dismay. They get the Fight mm-hmm. Six Elves. They get the plus one to wound. So they can really chop through some things. I don't know. I think Mirkwood has a lot of potential there. And you can hoard out really well, even mm-hmm. with Thranduil. You can just take a couple captains. It's like, yeah. boom. Thranduil is probably the, the most scalable hero in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that. So I, I 100% agree with you on the left, Lori, and I'm glad you brought that up. I think, I can't even remember the third brother's name. Uh, oh, uh, Orifin. Orifin. I think people are going to start finding Orifin with the other two brothers in a left, army, starts bringing 45-plus elves, and is going to shock with effectiveness because you again you bring a couple palace guard boom fight six no not palace guard that's Mirkwood. Uh, what's guard the 
yeah, Guard of the Gladiator Court, the fight six pikes. You you have the like I think that is gonna blow people's mind. And it's well, it's 12, 24, and then uh Alder brings 15. So you can bring almost 40 warriors just with those three. And I think you're gonna find people start going La Florian, no big hero, nobody better than a named captain. Yep. And I think that is gonna be super popular. Well, if they had try it, they have to try it. Nobody, nobody's trying it. Everybody's writing them off already. People have to try these things. But I agree with you. I see the potential in that too. Oh, can I make one more prediction? Yeah. And I might try this myself. I think you will see classic Mordor come back with all these new heroes from Defense of the North played in Mordor, not the Legendary Legion. Mm. So you're seeing <clears throat> bat swarms combined with Thelbys. Interesting. Yes, because if I'm reading it right, those guys can be brought into the Mordor army and they can still bring all the Merc or the denizens yep. of Merkwood stuff with them. Absolutely. And I think when you start throwing serious magic, not just this goofy, like a uh, small shaman magic, that's going to be interesting if you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. so Combined with the Mordor army bonus, imagine how nasty that will be if you hoard it out with 60 models. Yeah, a Witch King with the ability to have a spider and a bat swarm in it. Kind of scary. That would be, I want to see some of these armies. So I, I apparently I'm not original because the armies that I had written down that I think I'm going to see next year were Mordor, <laughs> Lothlorien, and Minas Tirith. You guys already said that. Oh, I'm but, sorry. Sorry. No, 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 it's good. But so Minas Tirith, I think it's going to be Minas Tirith without Bork. Because I think people are going to lean into the, the tools Minas Tirith has to deal with Fight 5 that don't require super elite. And I think you're going to see Minas Tirith 45 plus model um, I'm thinking 800 in my mind for all of this. I think Minas Tirith, you're going to see super heavy hitting at over 45 models minimum. What's your heavy hitting without Boromir? Uh, you can bring the the cab with lances, right? They're, they're noodle, they're noodle hitters, but they're super cheap. You've got so many captains that can bring a ton of might and a ton of um, you're thinking uh, like, ton of troops with them. Thinking like Hurin. Yeah, like uh, so he's the hero Faramir. of Valor. Faramir. There's, yeah. yeah, Faramir was already popular, but if you start seeing only Faramir Hurin or just Faramir with the other named captains that are Fortitude, which there's like 17,000 of them, uh, I think you're going to start seeing that kitted out. Rangers pop in for fight four. So again, all of the troops are, you know, fight three, but you put a spear behind them, all of a sudden fight four. Fight four kills all these hordes, so you win the fight value and like, now you're matching a model for model with really high defense for warriors. I think I think you're gonna see Minas Tirith, no Boromir banner. Maybe Boromir with Lance. I've always been a fan, but not Boromir with banner. Do you think that with magic seeming to shrink away, and what I mean, so big hero magic seems to be getting less and less, and small hero magic is increasing. Mm -hmm. Do you think Elisar comes back with Minas Tirith? I am going to run him in a tournament this year, 100%. Even with all the, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, it, I'm thinking specifically like what Matt's talking about, the little hero magic. So let's just, we've been talking about a lot, Assault on Lothlorien. Um, they have two transfixes in almost every list, even, and they get rerolls to that. So does that not deter you a little bit of bringing a big hero too? Not at all, because I'm bringing him with Gandalf. 
Oh, and it's Yolo. Fortify spirit. Oh, oh there you go. Never mind. <laughs> because it's at four hundred points. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, sadly, that's four hundred and eighty points. <laughs> I think they're both two forty. No, I just i i have a i have a two warband army that i I've, I've been building like one model every six months. I'm gonna finish it this year. I'm going to play a tournament with Gandalf and Aragorn. Uh, Minas Tirith, and I think it's going to be so much fun. LSR is is just so incredible. He's he's so much fun to play with. So yes, he's coming back. Will he win a game? I don't know, but he's coming back. There is something to be said that if you truly know the way it works, that combo can be potent. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, did you guys see that like a similar concept, but but not similar at all? I guess. Uh, I heard on Harry's show that the Flying Circus just won another tournament in England. I thought those days were over, but how how you win with three ring rays on Felbeast, but if you know what you're doing, I guess you can. If you know how to use them. See, I think this doubles down on the fact that I think now that people can bring shooting, more variety of armies are starting to be popular, which means all of these old ideas are like now valid it's almost like deleting the concept of a meta there is literally i think there's going to be no meta because every army is going to be at least somewhat represented in every tournament that's that there's a point to that because the just to bring up the three felbies i mean one lady of light ruins your day uh, in a tournament oh yeah yeah you get banished you get banished <laughs> you get banished for you <laughs> yeah um something we didn't talk about and i had it in my note and i totally forgot uh, the White Council. So seeing the White Council as, and I think the White Council is literally the counter to Assault on Lothlorien. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of insane. Seeing the White Council played more and more. I hope so. That would be fun. Because that, that would just be the most wacky tournament. You have insane, stupid magic combined with stupid rules, combined with lots of models that can't do anything. Like it would just be, a very interesting dynamic to see all of those armies go through the games. That would be fun. <laughs> Maybe I'm just bitter about the assault on the floor again. We got to see more white council players, people. <laughs> it would be funny to be like, okay, I put two wounds on every one of your heroes. And they're like, okay, I heal all of them back up. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no. No, the, th- the thing I'm also thinking about is like seeing these stupid stupid, Again, I am not bitter about this at all. These stupid five-point shamans who have 17 rerolls, every spell in the book, and can do, like, so much. Like, no. Like, the White Council would be like, and you're going to go run over there for a very long time. We'll let you know when the battle's done. We'll come, we'll come deal with you then. It would be kind of funny. That's funny. Um, okay, so what I say? It's a Minas Tirith. I think Lothlorien already talked about that. Uh, Matt, I 100% agree with you on Mortar. I wasn't even thinking about the... The ability to bring these models in i was thinking about it purely for from the aspect of there's i'm not i actually am not joking i think 40 model 40 hero uh 40 heroes in your pool of potential in mordor you can do so much and right. there are and a lot of them are cheap so you can bring a lot of numbers moranans strength four fight three but now there's a lot more fight three so it's like, oh my gosh, you can bring a horde of bad I I, dudes. 
I think at Clash in the Coast, there was four Mordor armies, and I think at least two of them featured a double ring wraith. And I almost wondered if that was because of the assault on Lothlorien, all your shamans are now zero will. We're, we're done with you. You guys are useless. We're just, let's just fight one-on-one -on -one with your goblins. Yeah, we're, we're done with this game. Where we win fight. Double casters. Yeah. Double casters. Yeah, so I think, I think Mordor is going to come back. I am super excited to think about the potential of what these bats, and again, shenanigans, when people start putting these like tools together, really weird, cool things happen. So I'm excited for people to dig into it. But I think Mordor is going to be there. Mordor is always popular, but I think Mordor is going to double down. And you know what would be an amazing combo is if you took Mordor and allied it with Genesis to get the Spider Queen. Oh wait! Oh sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good segue to what. what are you but what if they hate elves? <laughs> Even better. That's a good segue, Mitch. What are you taking? What are you taking to Vegas? All right. So what I am taking to Vegas is and i finally made my decision i am taking the fell beings of mirkwood legendary legion i think dun, uh, dun, dun. yep 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 i got poked <laughs> a little bit um and i started just buying the models and all of a sudden before you know it i got really motivated and i've been spamming our uh, local facebook group with pictures because i think i built and painted the army in two weeks 100 percent over eight. no that's stupid we're stopping that is stupid because you painted a hundred and something models in like seven hours. It's ridiculous and it's <laughs> frustrating. And it was... every picture, every picture looks really nice. The, the, the army looks beautiful, but it makes me jealous because in the time that you painted over 60 models, that's like tournament, like honestly painting competition ready. I have completed two cloaks, a bow, a boot, and one face like that's... <laughs> well let's just say i was highly motivated because i had a fire lit under me and i really wanted to take it to vegas so now i'm going to um, and they so... look really nice oh thank you thank you thank they you do. i had a lot of fun doing it and uh, you're basing not... you're basing you took it up another a notch with your unique basing for the beasts the spiders the bush like i just i really liked it Thank you. Thank you. I uh, did. I did cheat a little bit in my mind. I used a lot of uh, contrast paints, uh, but where I was going to make up for it in my mind was the basing. Because in my mind, um, their great paint jobs are only um, elevated with good basing. So I think basing is like fifty percent of the model, honestly. So I really got into the basing, and I did like three stages of the basing, and I really liked how they turned out. So thank you. Um, but other than that, I think also they have a competitive edge. I really do. I think um, I played, let's see, I played one, two, three, four, five games with them now. I have lost. Your January two. has been, your January has been slam packed. <laughs> yes. I, well, it's amazing when I get, I'm uh, not working six days a week anymore. It's amazing what I can get in there. Um, the, I uh, played five games with them. I have lost two games with them. I will note um, one was a very, very, Badly lost game. Uh, I was playing Clash by Moonlight against an Arnor Rivendell shooting army, and Please. Castle's in the corner. And it was yeah, there's I I, I got decimated by that. Uh, the other game I played, and I really wanted to push myself, was Assault on Lothlorien against Richard. Uh, and that I did that yesterday, Richard Lynn, and I barely lost. It was five three, and I lost on the last turn. Um, it was very Ooh. very close. And uh, evil I versus evil. 
evil versus evils, his spiders versus my spiders. And I, I had a, uh, had one misplay with the spider queen. We were talking about this, but Richard said, yeah, I think this, this army is better than what I rated it. And I, I wish I had rated it higher. So I'm very excited. The three games that I did win with it. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's just a ton of fun to play with this army. I'm not going to lie. Um, so this is Matt, when you were talking about the, the bats being in Mordor, this is what I, I jumped to. I didn't want to take Mitchell's uh -huh. thunder, but this is a combo I'd never even thought about before. But, uh, and I'll, Mitchell, I'll give you a runway, but you were telling me wargs with bats. Mm -hmm. uh, what? <laughs> yep. It's a very nice combo. It, it's really nice combo because uh, you get... Why? The, Walk us through it. You get, uh, so you get cavalry. So I, I have in my 750 list, I have six wargs. Which I mean, when you see the rest Ward of the list, riders, it seems war riders. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, war riders. Yes, sorry. Which I do have to just say that I think it's hilarious that as soon as you finally painted war riders out, three days after you painted them, they're releasing the metal ones <laughs> made to order. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That's okay. I, I didn't want to pay for them, <laughs> but uh, I do like the combination. So war riders, it gives me obviously the mobility. It gives me cav to counter charge other charging heroes and cancel their cab bonus which is awesome and a charging warg rider with a bat swarm is four attacks on the charge plus knockdown that's eight attacks and that does quite a lot of damage when four of those attacks are strength four um they can they can do some damage i also love well, the, the combination of giant spiders giant spiders with warg. the thing that i was thinking that's stupid is um with the bats and i gotta be careful to make sure i don't misspeak when you're having fight value a fight three model, a fight four model, all of a sudden a warg rider is now the superior fighter and he's the cab charge. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't remember, do bats round down or round up? Round down. They so round down. They fight are five the models. in the game that rounds down when having fight value. Mm -hmm. So the, and I think I, I think you had told me this, which is why I was thinking fight five. So fight five heroes and fight five models are now no longer superior. You've got a seven point warg rider. I'm, I'm making stuff up. What are they, like 12 or 13? You've got a super cheap garbage model that all of a sudden is a superior fighter. And to your point, when you're knocking stuff over, if you compare that with a spider that has a high strength, like the knockdown, you don't even have to trap them. Like, your kill potential goes off the charts, which I again I've never I had never thought about before. It's it's quite fun. Um, it's a bummer they don't get the fleet foot in the legendary legion, but that's that's still okay because if you dismount them, you have an orc and a warg that suddenly has woodland creature. That's also very useful. Um, the other combination, so wargs are great, but the other combination I'm finding in this legendary. Wait, 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 wait. Which, sorry, I no pause. That's uh, a major miss creature? on their writing. That's going to get FAQ'd. Uh, they don't get the fleet foot, no. Yeah. But I'm saying that's gonna get FAQ. They're gonna they're doing gonna errata that and put it in because everybody gets woodland creature in the army bonus, right? Yes, but it doesn't apply to the cavalry. I know, but that I'm th I'm think that's an oversight. They'll fix that. Hmm. Hmm. That would be that would be really broken if honestly, if uh you had fleet foot warg riders. Um uh, that'd be insanely cool. We're gonna logic a rule here. So hold on a second. Help me understand this, because I I get fleet foot is you get to move like you have woodland creature. But uh, why, if, if every model gets woodland creature and the model you're buying is a warg rider, it's not an orc with a warg, it is a warg rider, that warg rider gets woodland creature. Yes. 
But woodland creature specifically says infantry get to move through oh, woods. Really? Okay, and then cool. and fleet foot That's specifically state that you have to have woodland creature cavalry. plus fleet foot and it allows cavalry. Which is why I think it's going to change. It's silly that the warg yeah. all of a sudden loses its ability to navigate forest just because there's a <laughs> that I, I agree with you. That is that is funny. I think it's actually funnier that they're like they don't know how to do it and then they separate. They like, okay, you go off like, oh wait, I now know how to go. <laughs> I know how to do this. Yeah, did you I know how to do this? Did you submit that to the FAQ? No, I did not. You should. You, should, you really should before it comes out. I submitted an FAQ this, this year. That that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that would be super fun too. But either even still, um, you have all the spiders and they can move through your woods. Those can be your heavy hitters through woods. Um, one of the best combinations. So we talked about a bat swarm plus a wark rider. That's super fun. But one of the best combinations I'm finding, and this you don't get this in the um, Assault on Lothlorien. This is the Mirkwood Spiders, because I don't know how many Mirkwood Spiders you guys have played against, but their web shooters are insanely better than what I remember reading, because it's, stupid. it's, it's insanely stupid. They are 10-inch moving models with 8-inch throwing weapons. That, that's what they shoot. It's a throwing weapon. So they, can, they, have, a, they have an 18-inch range, essentially. What also it means with the throwing weapons is they can do this when they charge into a model. So I did this yesterday where I had a Merkwood spider just straight up charge into uh, Richard's bat swarm, shot a web, hit the bat swarm, instantly paralyzed it. Now it's knocked over, automatically lost the fight, and I'm dealing double strikes to it. And I knocked out a bat swarm with one Merkwood spider. Quite fun. Can you imagine doing that to a hero? I also love just shooting my webs into combats and really making heroes nervous because uh, one of the things I seriously misread about that rule is I assumed it was the same as Dalamir when he throws his smoke bomb is that you just burn a fate point to ignore it. It's not. You have to pass a fate point in order to ignore the spider web. So the mm -hmm. single fate, you could burn off either a lot of fate off of a big hero or the single fated heroes are not protected. Um, by just a spider web. It could be very, very interesting. Or even more uh, valuable, I think, is if you roll a three with your fate, people are going to struggle. Do I roll another fate or do I spend might? And either way, it's like a win-win. Yeah, especially if there's no risk to you. You're, sh you're shooting into combat. You're not burning any well for magic. It's not like a barrel white where you are dumping only one or two of these per game. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe three if you're if you're managing your resources. This is I have four spiders and they're all firing as many times as they possibly can. Now, granted, mm -hmm. it's a five plus to hit. It doesn't always go off. That's very fair. And if you move, it's a six. That's hard. But when it goes off, it's 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 really fun. I'm not gonna lie. So that's also a combo I'm enjoying is uh, a a smirkwood spider with a calf because you can do a paralyze, knock them over, and then maybe I don't know get something maybe another giant spider in there or something um there's there's a lot of tricks to this and then of course you have the spider queen to go with all this and mitchell you said something that's going to be controversial i agree with you but i do think it's worth clarifying why you said what you said about the spider web so i think the key take on that is uh it talks about how they can paralyze someone with their spider webs and it says a hero model hit by a spider web can choose to expend a point a, a fate point in the same manner as if it had just suffered a wound in order to dodge the attack. Therefore, that does mean you have to roll a four up. I, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you have to roll a four up to dodge the attack. 
And it's got that last piece, if successful, the model is not paralyzed. And it's super clear as written, um, but nobody reads the full rule. I don't know mm -hmm. why, but everybody just has all spent the point of fate. They speed read. Yeah. Yep. Speed I, do, read. I, do that, I do that a lot, too. No, I did it so up the, until I started playing this. The, the only thing that is crazy is the Merkwood spider bases are much larger. Yes. They're not the giant spider base size. So yes. it, it is kind of a bummer in the fact that they can start to take up a lot of real estate if you're not careful. But I agree with you. I have significantly underestimated their potential. And um, rabbit hole really quick. We didn't talk about this. The coolest army I saw in all of 2022. And I played a lot of, I probably played too much Middle Earth. Coolest army, hands down. It was an all spider army at Clash mm. on the Coast. Mm. Uh, 800 points. It was nothing but spiders. Coolest idea. I can't even remember who brought it, but my hat goes off to you. Not only did it play really well, it won some games. I was like, there's no way it's going to win this game. It beat uh, um, it beat an all-shooting army. It beat an all-mounted army. It beat like it beat a ton of stuff. I was just like, there's no way it's going to melt. So hats off to you, whoever, whoever you were. I apologize for forgetting that coolest army I saw all last year. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a ton of fun with it. Um, I'll go over my 750 list with you guys if you want. Um, yes, please. So I have in 750 points, I, I tossed around a couple of ideas. I did do a test game with, um, the taskmaster because interestingly enough, what I noticed in a, in a synergy is that the taskmaster works on the spider queen. Normally it says in the same army list. Well, in a legendary legion, you're in the same list. However, I've gone away from the taskmaster because I'd rather have a shaman. Um, I do need some sort of fearless terror seems to hurt this army quite a lot. So I need some sort of fearless. So I did go to a shaman instead. So I have three heroes and it's, it's seven points of might, but it's Razgush who, uh, I don't know if you guys have played with or against him. I find he's actually incredibly solid. He's not, um, like, uh, someone who's going to just a Lendil or something like that. That's going to bulldoze, but he's more like a, a, a Celeborn essentially that he's going to reliably kill one to two troops a turn. Um, and yes. I, I, I find him very, very reliable in that. And he's just a solid leader. D7, uh, three attacks, three wounds. I, I like him a lot. Uh, the second hero is the Spider Queen, of course. And I think we all know enough about the Spider Queen to know her potential and what she can do. And then the last hero is my Shaman. And then the idea with this is I'm going to max out all the advanced. You have four heroes. Oh, okay. I do. Technically, I do. All right. The drama. The drama. The drama. Okay, I do have a drum, and I love my drum. I, I love my drum. I think that is the crazy part, because, again, this army of stupid orcs and spiders is moving very quickly. It's Mitchell, very, do you like fast. to beat your own drum? <laughs> I do like it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, I do like uh, the, the drummer as well in this army list, but with the shaman, Razgush, and Spider Queen, and the idea was I'm going to max out my model count as many – Fill in at all the warband spots, just max out there, which is a total of 39 models when you include the heroes. And then it was Ooh. just, yeah, it, it seems low. But in that in it those does. 39 models at 750 points, I have four giant spiders. I have four Merkwood spiders. I have six warg riders. And then I have max orcs to go with it. Mm -hmm. And with the drum, like you were saying, this is an incredibly fast army. Um the infantry takes up its block with the banner. I do have a banner in there. Um, it just moves nine inches right up the gut. Uh, and then you have 
six plus eight, so 14 models that move 10 inches. And eight of those can go over any terrain they want, up on buildings, down buildings, everything you want. So there's nowhere I can't go with this army, and it's incredibly fast. And that is actually super cool. I didn't think about it. The drum doesn't affect the spiders. So you can drum and still charge with your spiders. You can. And what about drum, the warg riders? It affects them. So you have 15 inch models with a drum if you wanted to. That's nice. That That's would really actually nice. be super nice if it didn't because you could still charge with those guys. Still charge. But it, I guess it, the I, 15 inch movement on those to get them to redeploy is that's yes. pretty solid. Yeah. So basically, I deploy like um, everything in the 12 inch bubble in the middle. And then from there, I can go anywhere I want. Because uh, you have warg riders that can go 15 inches out that way. You have spiders that can go 10 inches through any terrain over this way. And you have a nine inch moving um, block of infantry of orcs that uh, can go through woods if they if you have them, but they just kind of go up the middle. And it's quite fun. It's very fun. I think I one of the leaving. hardest things. I Sorry, go ahead. But um, I was just going to add that one of the hardest things I've found with this army is the reason why people don't like it is because like, well, you'll never get your bonuses. And I'm like, well, even if you don't get your bonuses, let's, I played all but one game without any, or all but two games without any bonuses at all. And it's still a solid army. It's still spiders. It's spider. It's still spider queen. You, it's I think people two are forms. stuck on two bats. Myself two included. Bats. Because I, I also wrote this list off as nothing I was interested in playing against because I just I wasn't interested at all. And I'll eat my hat, but the I think myself and everybody else is stuck on the fact if I don't see a special rule spelled out clearly in the army bonus, then I don't think there's a special rule. You have a drummer, you have a spider queen, and you have a good assortment of heroes like that and the ability and the hero that brings all of the, the monsters that you're not typically able to build. Like that's a great special rule. It's just not built into the legendary legion profile. So you see one special rule and you write it off because the other ones you just read have like 17. Yeah. So they must be better. It, it, it's very good. You, get, you still get bat swarms and spider queens and spiders, <laughs> and you still get um, an orc block. You still get numbers, but you get enough might and you still get some sort of fearless if you need it. Cause you have warg riders that are also affected by the shaman. If you need some fearless cab charges, um, there's, you have some flying ability. You have lots of movement. Um, you have the, the spider queen shenanigans with her broodlings if you need it. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think you have the webs. Yeah. What do you fear to see? Um, terror. I find that even if I have the shaman, yeah, my orcs charge, but I still have courage three and courage two spiders. And those are what I really, really need to do work. So it sucks if they have terror plus a harbinger. Um, that that really hurts. I played uh, I played a uh, Dol Guldur, um, and while not everything caused terror in there, there was some ring wraiths and there was a necromancer, and that can be frustrating. So even uh, anything with a ring wraith then, because they can yeah. zap will, but especially Angmar is probably your ultimate counter then. Yeah, Angmar would suck. Angmar would, I would, think would suck to see. Army of the Army of the Dead too. Any Return of the King. I think that would be tough. I don't know about that one because I have equal fight with the Army of the Dead, and um, if I do get a few spiders to charge, uh, they have the, the higher fight and they would have the strength to, to kill the DA. I feel like. 
But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong on that idea. I'm not sure. I think I'm, I'm more I think terrified of Angmar because of what Matt said. The sap will, and then my army is just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking of is you probably are not interested in seeing some really good shooting. Because, again, if any strength yeah. tree shooting. Yeah. Because you're only at 39. Again, 39 isn't at 750, right? The divide by 20, what's that? 37 and a half, I think, plus mm -hmm. or minus, whatever I'm right. So you're, you're not technically under, but your models are not like super elite. So if you start losing one or two, you feel it quickly. That, that I, I would agree with you there, but I did, I will say one of the games I played against it was uh, Dale Legendary Legion. And oh, nice. How to do? It wrecked it. Um, because was it because your wards and your spiders just like disappear until combat and they just like come over a building? Like, walk us through why wasn't why was why didn't partially that? Work? Um, he so, uh, partially that it's he split his force, so that was a mistake. Oh. He talked about that, he talked about how he shouldn't have split his force, but I essentially was in his face so fast that he had one turn of shooting. Got and it. and okay. if I really cool. and there we talked about this, there's this dynamic too of if he if I lose priority first and he's going to have one turn of shooting and he stands still, I do have the ability, especially if it's good shooting like strength three shooting, I have the ability to deploy three broodlings and cancel his shooting for the turn because I'll just oh, charge so the front two guys because I'll yeah. I'll just charge the front two guys and then you can't shoot. That's such an interesting and smart way of using the spiders too. I like that a lot. I before I forget because I'm going to. I hope you see destroy the supplies at LVO, and so you can use the broodlings. I was looking at the list because I I couldn't remember what heroic actions Razgoosh has. He does not have march, so you're not going to get a spider queen uh, crazy move. But this it still can move a lot, like ten inches plus ten inches. That's twenty inches, right? So that's still. Uh, yeah, it turns out to be like 23 inches because you can deploy within three and then you get the base size and then plus another base size. So I, I yeah. hope you use that weird tactic where you can go get the supplies turn one if they're not guarded. If you play somebody dumb like me that don't guard the supplies against the spider, I hope you get to use that. That'd be fun. Um, so all I'm saying is, is it unbeatable? No, absolutely not. But is it better than people give it credit for? Yes. Um, even without the bonuses, absolutely. And all I'm looking forward to is one, just at least one matchup against an all elf army, because then you'll really see. This, does that, that everybody part, have elf bane and hatred, or is it just no, one or the other? Everybody has hatred, including the spiders, the bat swarms. Everybody has hatred. <laughs> and because this always confuses me because there's so many. Which one is the plus one to wound versus reroll one? Or sorry, did I say did I say elf bane? I meant hatred elf. Sorry. So they get plus one to wound. Everybody gets hatred elf. So they get plus okay. one to wound against all elves. That's all spiders, all bat swarms, all orcs. They That's get hatred insane. elf, which but, is all plus one to wound. <clears throat> yeah, because it's there's ancient enemies, which is reroll. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Okay. There is yeah. hatred, and then there is yep. bane, which is D three. Yes, and Razgoosh is the one that gets both. He gets Hatred <laughs> Elf, he gets Elf Bane. That's built in his race profile. But in the Legendary Legion, he also gets a rule where he gets plus one fight value if he's fighting an elf. So he is. And doesn't he, he cancel their elven weapon? He cancels their elven weapon as well. <laughs> so basically. So he can pick I, on elf warriors because he goes to fight six. 
Yes, he goes to fight six and he, he cancels. So even if he sees like an Elrond or a Celeborn, he's tied fight value with them. They don't get the elf bonus. He gets plus one to wound against them. And every wound he does, does D3 wounds. And he's strength four. He's got yep. like, he's a good stat line. He's a really, yep. he is a um, Shagrat stat line, right? Yeah. But he's just got uh, different special rules. Yeah, he's not strength five, he's strength four. But he oh, he's yeah, pretty reliable. I, I would compare him more to Gothmog. Um without the bonuses so yeah i'm very excited to see you play i again I, I really hope um let's talk about it really quickly the um the event so he sent out rules we'd already talked about the two point scoring so we can cross that off we're happy that it's four plus victory points equals major it's not just double the other big one that he sent out is we are doing uh Gosh, why am I blanking on words? We when we go to pick a scenario, we get three, and each person can be to one. So they're not mm -hmm. set scenarios. Just like last year, we're only bringing one army each, but we'll have the ability to do the deferral veto system on the scenario pools. Which again, it's fun. We haven't played it since that tournament last year, and I'm really excited. When we did it last year, we were thinking it was going to be really important to get a good and evil. So you had to think about what you want to play. Now that everybody's just bringing one army, I'm interested to see how much it plays into, you know, plays into a factor. But again, veto, veto system for scenario selection, uh, win by four more victory points for a major victory. Everything else is pretty much standard. So, yeah, I'm excited. And I, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm glossing through my my army list. It, it it's not original. It's the same one I played last year. It's Lords of Scouts at 750. So I'm bringing the name Heroes, a drummer, banner. I am bringing the banner. Um, I was thinking about dropping it. I, at 750, it worked really well at Arctic. Uh, it worked really well at Adepticon, so I'm I'm leaving it pretty much the exact same. Yeah, why touch fix what ain't broke? And I say never again go to a major tournament where you could start the game down two points to nothing without I, a banner. I agree with that. I after I've lost enough tournament games because of that to 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 cave. I am also on the same point. That's why I have an orc banner. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see how your list does. I'm excited too. We'll see. I'll probably flop hard on my face, and everybody says, says "See, I told you so." But I'm hoping that I can at least uh, make some people nervous. And I, we glossed over the fact. Speaking of your orc banner, you freehanded a spider on it, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. So give everybody, Mitchell. How can they go? Are you going to post these on Instagram? You need to post them on Instagram. Yeah, I'll post. You posted them. them on Facebook. Post them on our Instagram, which is the Duran Show. There's some underscores in there. So yep. the army is beautiful, very colorful. The the color palette, even if you were you know playing yourself down on the fact that you use contrast paints, I couldn't tell you use contrast paints. I thought you did that all just individually. Um, color palette, awesome. Basing, awesome. The freehanded spider. And we're not even talking about how cool the spider flesh looks on every spider. Like it, oh, the you. entire arm looks beautiful. Yeah, the spiders I did paint by uh, normal. I had they have so much detail in the hairs and whatnot, and it was just it was really nice to do. That was fun. I'm going to convince you both to do a quick pre-LBO uh, quick session because what I want to do, we don't have time to do it tonight. But what I want to do is talk about scenario matchup strategy, just like we did last LVO, just like we did last Adepticon. It was yep. so much fun, and I, I personally really enjoyed that. 
And so I'm going to get you guys on another hour, hour long podcast for us to run through the scenarios really quick and talk strategy. But less than seven days. That's, that's, that's next week. Yep. But we're less than seven days from LVO. No, no. It'll have to be quick too. Cause I fly out Thursday. So it'll have to be Monday through Wednesday. Yeah. yeah we'll, 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 we'll discuss this off the clock. We'll, so we'll talk about it on the podcast too, but we're, none of us are doing the doubles tournament. There's several people we know that are going, none of us are playing doubles Friday. And so this will be also, well, there's like a, ca- the, a I, casual game turned, day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be double and it turned into just like random matchup. So we're not getting the, the warm up game. So we're literally going to be going in Saturday morning, cold rolling dice for the first time. Yep. 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 All right. Well, as my farewell, I want to give a shout out. Another podcast I started listening to Mitchell and I played these guys at Nova in the doubles. Uh, mm-hmm. Gondor calls for ale. Which I just want to give them a shout out because, first of all, the name is hilarious. And I think the two brothers that host that podcast, they're funny as all get up. So uh, if you feel like having a laugh and listening to their uh, Middle Earth adventures, check them out. Quite fun. Yeah. Awesome. All right. With that, until next time, guys. All right. Later. Bye, everybody.